Oh, good morning from Sydney. This is Bernie from Learn, Act, Grow. And in today's episode, I'm just going to share my reactions to the uh, session that I attended yesterday as part of the National Achievers 2019 Congress Tour, where the main speakers there were Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone. So catch you on the other side. So I have this routine of waking up early, um, primarily to do training uh, before I actually start my day. And uh, my my training is through the Cardone University sales training. So I'm getting into a habit of um, waking up early. And we're probably talking about um, ideally 5 a.m. But then because I'm also a night owl, um, I find that... um, it's probably going to be around about 5.36 that I actually do get up um, because I am going to bed usually after midnight anyway. So, um, But as Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, it's like, you know, six hours should be fine. And you know, when somebody actually says, well, maybe I need uh, I need long more than six hours. And then he, he basically just says, well, sleep faster <laughs> and things. So... Um, so my routine is actually getting up early. Now yesterday, um, so I got up especially early because I um, was going to drive now to spend the whole day and from 8.30 when it actually started to 6.30 at a National Achievers Congress Success Seminar uh, in Sydney. There was going to be a number of speakers there and I'll actually go through the um, what I actually learned and who the speakers were uh, in this podcast, but I'll break it up into segments based on the actual speakers because each one actually was speaking from a different aspect of their business and how they found success and what they could actually share. So I feel like I should actually contribute um, a little bit more of just saying that I, I heard them and they were fantastic. So I will break this particular podcast up into the different sections and um, so that I can leave it up to you if you want to actually just go into that particular segment for that, for my comments on that particular speaker. All right, so um, I drove there, it was over in Homebush in Sydney, so that's uh, the Sydney showground near the Sydney Olympic Park um, location. Um it's a nice drive actually, I'm not used to it because obviously I work from home so I've got my home office and the furthest I ever go is from my bedroom to my office um, and so I haven't really driven too, too much apart from my school run that I do with my, my son in the morning and, um, and sometimes in the afternoon when he, when he doesn't feel like walking home. Yes, I am that kind of mother that would actually go up. I think it's a good break in the routine too as well after just working constantly that, um, you know, just to get up and go over and and, um, pick your child up from school. So so I drove there. Um, Thankfully, there was no, you know, traffic hiccups. But um, I was there extra early anyway, so, you know, um, it's contingency based on if there were going to be delays and I had to go um, through various detours that it was going to take me a little bit longer, I was giving myself quite a buffer that I wouldn't be late and I wouldn't miss the, um, the beginning. Um, and it, it's cold. 
I mean, obviously it's winter, but it's just so cold in the mornings. And it didn't actually help that it was actually cold through the entire day in that particular venue. Um, so I think I've actually picked up a bit of a cold in the way I actually speak. Uh, thankfully, you know, after regular doses of Panadol and, um, and you know, occasionally the, um, the lozenge, the, um, it's okay. I'm just going to ward it off. And anyway, if you keep busy, um, that's my mental um, tip is if you keep busy you you basically can ward off a number of the um, the illnesses that come through and um, I know with the fact that I actually spent that uh, time yesterday that I am extremely busy now when I look at my schedule um, of client work that I need to do all today and tomorrow and probably the weekend and you know but that's all good it's all part of actually having a um, a business you're an entrepreneur you're growing and you're doing what it takes so um, I will now uh, break this up the next section will be on the first speaker and the host for yesterday's session uh, Jules Lund and he's a social media entrepreneur television radio presenter and things so um, be sure to check out the next segment on um, my responses to Jules Lund and, um, and what he had to say yesterday. All right. So Jules Lund, uh, who was the host of the session yesterday, uh, he's a social media entrepreneur and TV and radio presenter. Um, I think I've actually heard him for a little bit on the radio one time when I used to listen to radio, uh, now it's just a mixture of podcast or uh, YouTube. The And um, I think I actually saw him also uh, host something on TV. And these were in the days that I, I had Foxtel and had live TV um, that I used to watch, but uh, no longer now. It's just a purely on demand when I, when I can, when I um, want to, then I'll just find something on Netflix or Stan or uh, Amazon Prime, it just depends. Anyway, Jules uh, led, he was the first uh, speaker. Uh, so it was interesting just to actually understand uh, what he was actually involved in, what his business uh, was all about. And from what I can actually write here, he's um, his tech company so he's got a technology probably a software app company called tribe uh great name actually especially when you think about um uh the way that businesses are these days and, and engaging in smaller groups and communities and and finding your tribe so uh his he talked about the instagram platform um which and just recognized from um how people have actually been using it and um, how brands could actually uh, connect and um, the successes that they can have by putting uh, the people who everyday everyday people obviously they use Instagram and just marrying them up with particular brands so that they could have that um, uh, that connection between what that particular product and services that that company um, has to offer um, with the everyday person, so um, it was it was interesting. I actually I actually took a few notes from there, um, and uh, 
what I'll just look over my notes what I actually wrote there um oh yeah he talked about just having like a, a a call to action with a lot of Instagram posts these days is you know either maybe a link in a description if somebody puts a link in the description um but it's just having a more uh, targeted audience you know it's made up of communities of users of the product or the service and being able to illustrate that and portray that that well um, with you know um, great looking pictures and images of people actually either using the product uh, or the service and maybe more in particular of like not not making it seem fake the actual image you know like holding up an actual um, product you know a drink um, bottle but like you would normally actually see an ad or on on the TV on the old media style and um, of advertising and on a billboard but um, just as a, a normal everyday thing you know you you just happen to be maybe tramping and you're hiking or you're out somewhere and and that's what you drink because you actually do you know you like the product and so um, it's just that connecting those those aspects together with the users and the actual brands that um, want to sort of be more personable about what they actually offer so I thought that was actually very interesting okay uh, after Jules uh, was Adam Hudson and so I'll actually um, so uh, by all means check out the snippet and my actual response of what I actually got from Adam's talk now I saw uh, I think a an a YouTube video of Adam and I think this was on the day when he uh, was uh, he had a software company I think um, or a design graphic company and he was working in the entertainment industry in um, California so that was that's what I could recall when um, Adam came to the stage yesterday now he's um, He's described in his um, profile here as a serial entrepreneur, an Amazon export expert, and educator, uh, as well as an author. Um, so again, I, I sat back and thought, okay, well, um, what, how, what is Adam all about, and um, and what does he have to actually um, offer, and what can I actually get from um, his time on stage? Uh, now. He has, I believe, it's actually the most fantastic side gig. That's, what, that's how he even describes it, of helping people who want to earn extra money or um, create and grow a business using the Amazon platform. Now, that in itself is like, wow, you know, because Amazon, if you if, I don't know if you've just been, if you're a tiny little child and you're not quite sure and you haven't uh, exposed to anything or um, maybe someone else who's very in a remote part of the world, uh, Amazon is everywhere. Huge platform, uh, uh, e-commerce platform, um, but they offer a number of other things on there. So being able to actually work off that platform or on that platform and be one of those people to actually provide a product um, and to a target market of who you're actually serving and then um, setting that up 
you're, I mean, if you've got the right formula and you've got the right coaching and the, the system in place, then it really is the best side gig, you know, being able to sort of like just log, wake up in the morning knowing that your, your little shop or your product online, which is 24 by 7, has been exposed or people have actually checked it out on um, online on the Amazon um, site and that's exactly what they were actually after and then they just order it and you're not doing anything apart from the fact that you put that product up in its best light and you set it up according to the system that they they have to fulfill the order then um, it's a great model so Adam went through, you know, basically the success stories and he has a lot on there and um, uh, he obviously has the, like the coaching side of things, which um, helps teach people how to actually do it. And excuse if you can actually hear the, the paper sort of moving in the background, but I mean the page is turning. I'm just checking my notes that it, what I wrote about um, Adam's sort of speech in there. So I think you, you went over a few things where um, having a, a system to identify, he's got a system to identify the product opportunities, always great, you know, when you actually know what people are currently looking for today and what they're currently after. So they are ready to buy market um, and then being able to visually differentiate your product on the platform. Because obviously if you put a search in for a particular product and then you see all these images, I mean, what's going to make your one stand out? So um, he focuses on that visually dif differentiating your particular product so it does stand out. Um, and being able to tap into the demand of what's actually selling. I think there's a, a software um, um, integrator or something that actually helps you actually see what the demand is and what's selling and what's it and you know the the current uh, sort of turnover of that particular product. So it's a it's a smart tool, smart technology on there, and um, uh, also you know the other things about talking about differentiating your product visually is one thing, but also being able to sort of you know if your product is appealing and on other aspects like. Maybe it's eco-friendly, or um, there's something that has been put a, put a bit of thought behind, you know, what uh, your product is all about, and and um, and why you're actually making it available. So he has a, a online coaching system, and I have to say, I was actually quite pleased to um, when I saw a picture of Adam on stage getting an award at. Um, I think it's the Funnel Hackers seminar and I'm actually, well, I use ClickFunnels. This is Russell Brunson. Russell's one of my mentors that um, that I actually follow um, regularly and I have his particular um, software. Uh, but it was interesting to see um, Adam actually um, uses the ClickFunnels uh, platform and process as well for his online coaching and um, he's doing it very successfully. So, I mean, it's great. I mean, what they were basically showing is that their success is coming because of they're making other people successful, which um, makes sense, you know. So it's a great um, business to be in and there's a lot of fulfilment aside from the financial rewards of being able to sort of help people actually get their goals, you know, um, by giving them that financial freedom. 
and things so they have a lot more choices um so i took quite a few notes from what he actually had to offer he had a great offer on there so i, I think it's something I, I will actually sort of look at because um i recognize i mean the amazon platform definitely something not to ignore if you want to actually if you're serious about actually thinking well i don't have a product don't have a service um but if i could actually tap into the fact that they get so many millions of people actually visiting that site um, and they're after a particular product and they're ready to buy then um, yeah if you could actually be part of those um, those businesses that are actually uh, that can source a product that's in demand then yeah now you're, you're basically set I think so um, Adam was great he um i think his educational program is called um the reliable education and uh adam hudson you can actually find him online if you actually do the the research so that's adam um but adam was actually warming up to the real reason why i was i mean the the reason that actually got me to look online and actually purchase a ticket is because of grant cardone and grant cardone to me is um, my mentor my online mentor and I follow him um, regularly I mean I check out his you know his social media platforms and and because we have I consider because I'm actually a, um, a sales marketing and age design agency here in Sydney and we offer our services remotely to small business our core business is sales and that's where I spend most of my time actually selling. So Cardone University, I'm part of Cardone University. Um, I signed up for their great deal, which is 97 US a month. But um, the training modules and just grant the fact that he's got all these years of experience and successes um, and, and he's teaching. So I consider selling is a skill, it's a profession um and but you constantly need to learn and develop it you know rather than um than just picking up a phone and saying hi i'm bernie calling from there's a process that you need to learn about how to actually sort of handle the calls and get through the calls and do all the follow-ups so um grant cardone was the next speaker after adam hudson so i will go to that just go to that bit and I will actually um, give you my responses about uh, Mr. Tanix himself. Grant and his family um, were in Tokyo, Japan, just prior to Sydney. And uh, the reason why I know is because uh, I was watching, I've been watching them on um, Instagram stories, both of them. I mean, talk about really getting to, um, to see people on the um, when they're traveling and be, those ones who are sharing their what they're going through and um, uh, and who they're meeting and what they're experiencing it's a it's a great form of um, well it's sort of entertainment but also you know it's just the interest the fact that I um, I follow Grant and I respect um, the successes that he's actually had and and what he does what he's doing in terms of just sharing himself to actually get and connecting with people and building up connections uh it's 
that's who I admire. So it was great to actually see them in Tokyo when they were um, up and about and, and what they were doing and their, and their great kids that they were that they brought along with them. Um, so they so I saw when they actually uh, flew in and into uh, to Sydney a couple of days earlier uh, and what they were doing when they were walking walking about just the walk about around um, Australia well walk about around the Sydney sort of side of things so um, that was interesting yesterday um, so I saw Grant Grant was the speaker just before lunch so it was about a, a 90 minute um, roughly um, conversation that he had from the stage and uh, as usual I took a lot of notes even though I've actually heard um, what Grant has actually said or you know parts of what he said before it I consider it's just a case of timing and whether you're actually ready uh, in your mind you've got the mindset ready to actually do something with what you've actually heard so it's just a repetitive type of action you whether you're actually, you're learning and you're doing things repeatedly and you're you're hearing them that you get to that point where you think I'm going to actually take what I learned there and apply it and use it um, either to in your business or personally so um, I was just looking now at the, my notes that I actually took there um, uh, obviously what was the, some of the things that um, I got um, he talked about um, there's three main investments um, in your life. One was on yourself. You can never go wrong if you actually invest in yourself. And this is either personal development or just putting, making yourself better. Thing. So that was the first one. The second one is investing in your business, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And it's something that I'm actually trying to get um, to do a bit more in terms of if I'm really serious about uh, moving beyond myself to building this team and I have actually made the, the move to actually build a team so I have um, just recently taken on um, three additional sort of support people at this stage to actually help me um, just manage the operations that I'm actually doing um, what I'm actually doing now, I mean, what I'm looking to do now is actually build the, the core of my business, which is sales. And um, so there's a, the criteria is very simple. Um, uh, one, ideally, the ideal salesperson I'm actually looking for is, um, because my, most of my clients are in Australia and New Zealand, I'd say if they were local, you know, Australia and New Zealand, they um, had some kind of sales experience or that they're keen you know to actually learn um ideally if they were already on cardone university then it actually shows to me that there is a level of commitment that there's a seriousness about um their profession and what they want to do so if they were on cardone university what i could actually work towards is um is offering Cardone U to them so that they and then getting them into that system of waking up early doing their training before they actually start with the sales calls and helping out the um, the clients that are that I've um, that I've got uh, basically that have hired me uh, a lot of the time through Upwork so it's 
at a an hourly rate or an hour plus bonuses but it's great steady work if you produce so um that's what that's the team i'm actually looking at the moment to try and build up so i've just started with a bit of an outreach to other uh, people on upwork who have uh, Cardone University connection and and I have to say there's not many there's not many up there so um, I've just tried to actually reach out that way but, but at the same time I need to actually look at other uh, mediums uh, to to uh, to build up my team so very long way of actually saying I'm actually trying to build a sales team if you're interested in it um, and it's it's great sort of steady uh, income, then by all means, contact me. And you can contact me, you know, just sending a message via, if you hear this podcast, or wherever I've actually posted it, on whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn, then but message me and, um, and let's have a talk about it. Okay, so investing, so what we're talking about, so what Grant actually said was, you know, there's three types of investments. First one is in, uh, on yourself. Um, personal self-development the second one is investing in your business and the third one is other investments that have cash flow now for Grant um, I know he, he has like I don't know 15 or 17 other businesses that he has created one of the main ones is Cardone Capital which is purely on property um, investment which it's passive income. So if you can get other investments that cash flow and it's uh, passive cash flow, ideal model. And that's certainly something that I want to work towards, um, uh, that whole side of things. Because wouldn't you just love it if it was like you've done the work and you're getting paid and it's just coming in regardless of you and you're actually uh, no longer trading that time that you have because you've done the work and you've um, established a passive form of cash flow. So um, that was the, sort of the core of his business. Now, um, he obviously, uh, Grant Cardone is Mr. 10X. So he's a multiplier. So it was like, um, whatever you're doing, multiply it by 10, which is basically, I think, uh, the real factor is you're multiplying it by 100. Because when you operate at that level, then you're operating at a level that it's like um, that anything is possible, and uh, yeah, and it's very focused. The what else? I'm just having a look now. Yep, going wide at the top of the funnel, very important. Um, so that's what he's doing with the number of um, different businesses, and, and what he's encouraging other people to do: go wide, get yourself known. Um, and that's a work in progress for me and to and I'm actually just looking at it because when you when I think about it I, I do have an Instagram account I mean I've got accounts and um, and I've put it up there and just a, it's just a system that I need to actually put build an awareness so I've I've created the accounts and then it's just a matter of providing the content the right content um, good content that actually appeals to my market that I'm actually appealing to or that can you know that somehow that they find useful that somebody in there finds useful and then they can um and they can use it to do to do whatever they need to do 
with it. So, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, Pinterest, um, and, ha- and this podcast, which I'm now dusted off from the shelf um, after only just doing a, a very short, brief, you know, six quick episodes and then ignoring it for about nine months. Just a um, just a means of being able to sort of publish who you are, what your business is all about, and then just try to reach and, and create those connections. Um, so go wide at the top of the funnel to find those ones that are interested and want to do further business with you. Um, best known always beats the best product. And that is so true. You can have the best software, the best product or best service, but if they don't know you, they don't know about your product, then there is no really any ROI whatsoever. So um, being best known, just get yourself out there, you know. I'm going to try my best to not constantly stop and re-edit and and just have these things because it's like I just need to get content out, the right content out, the content that can actually help um, the market that I want to serve and um, and yeah, and keep moving on and things. Um, and marketing, I actually thought that was interesting because he said marketing is senior to sales. It's all to do with the branding because when you think about it, in the end it'll be it's your brand it's what's behind the product and the service that makes people actually think that um, that's who I want to be associated with whatever message that they represent or um, when I think about that particular brand whether you know for example Apple um, they mean more that than just you know a an iPhone or an iPad there's something more about them it's a culture and then they end up you know basically being not only a user of the product but they they will talk about it they'll talk about that particular product so they've built it's building a brand around your business so um, yeah he said marketing is senior to sales I think so um, the Oh, he had some great tips about money mastery. I've got it under money mastery where there's a 40% rule. And I've heard Jared Jared, on um, the Young Hustlers actually say this too, where you get to a point where 40% of what you make, you need to store away. Because um, when you're storing it away and you're saving it up and then you put it into um, investments, passive cash flow investments, and things but the 40 percent rule of storing away what you make and then um what have i got here there's a 95 to 5 percent principle where 95 percent you're on offense where you're focusing on income and then the five percent you're focusing on the budget oh th- this is grant's principle of how he actually runs his business so 95 percent of the time he's actually focused on getting income you know um, getting the money um, through his various businesses uh, coming in and then the five percent is only spent on actually focusing on the actual budget side of things so um, 
when you focus too much on an ROI and trying to actually look at the expenses, it's the wrong focus to take. It's the, the focus you need to take is the top line of a business, which make, which actually really makes sense. It's if you focus on your top line and you're getting in the sales, then the other part will actually start to take care of itself. You know, things. So um, your business would be dead in the water if it was the other way around. You probably won't even have a business. If, I mean, obviously, if you don't have any sales, you don't actually have a business. Um, okay, so, and then there was good debt versus bad debt. And never rely on one flow of income. And um, I've heard this in another analogy where it's like you just have, um, when you're out fishing, you have more than one line, if you're a serious fisherman, um, one line out in the water because you don't know which one was actually will be the one you know will be the bait that brings in that fish so one flow of income a lot of people rely on just the one job you know the salary and and then they have to restart again if they actually lose that job for some reason um so in a business whether you're offering one particular product because you've got one skill set you need to actually look at what else you could actually offer that could help with um, producing or increasing that cash flow to your business. And I know for me personally, while it is sales and a lot of it is my time uh, being traded in, whether it's an hourly rate or whatever, trading in to actually get um, a payment, I, at the same time, am actually looking at what else I can actually build for the business, like the design side of things, um, providing, you know, for example, the e-covers and the e-books, which generates business in itself, that brings it back into um, my core business. The coaching is another avenue that I'm going to start uh, putting out there because I sort of figure after 20, 20 years actually in the front line of selling services, selling on behalf of companies, their services to new markets, that I, there's probably a few things that I can actually share from the successes and from the mistakes. So uh, coaching will be, so watch this space basically, um, because I will start to venture out and actually have a, a um, a mastermind coaching uh, um, platform that uh, will be available not only to help people who want to learn about how to actually build a business like this or or uh, the freelancer who wants to work or the person who wants to work at home and think well you know how can I for example get myself known on Upwork and I've been on Upwork for 10 years so I know what actually how it actually sort of works, and I'm both a freelancer, have an agency on it, and I'm a client because I've hired on there as well. So um, there are things in there that I could actually teach to get you at that particular, you know, at that level, and um, and give you a choice of how you can actually um, live a more uh, be your own boss side of things. So. Um, yeah, so watch this space. So anyway, um, that's from Grant. Um, yeah, it's, I would say, um, 
there's a lot. He's actually back in the Sydney in two weeks, which was great. But I'm going to be in New Zealand in, during that time that he's um, going to be here in Sydney. And he's doing a business boot camp, uh, which I would love to actually be um, to do because I've seen him actually promote that when over in the States. And for him to actually be offering that um, literally in my home area is like, oh my gosh, you know, I should be taking advantage of that one. Um, it, I think if he ever heard this, he'll probably say yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, you should. So um, he's back in Sydney in about a couple of weeks. Um, so for those who are actually going through that, and I saw um, his Instagram comment that he was thanking Australia because he's flying out now to, uh, well, he's flying from Sydney to Brisbane because uh, they're doing a, um, a success on session over there. And he offered in one of his Instagram story that for all those people who actually signed up for the boot camp, that they would actually, if they can make themselves to um, over to the U US, if they can get themselves over to the US, then they will actually be, they'll, he'll give them a ticket, just a free ticket to the boot camp that's over in the States. OMG, I know that's old, but I mean, really? I, mean, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, talk about, like opportunities galore so I thought that was an incredible offer that um, he provided so um, that was Grant and then uh, Grant went off and we had and we broke off for lunch and because I think in my intro I actually mentioned how cold it was it was still very cold in that um, venue so everybody sort of got out I mean it was lovely the sun was up and it was very warm when you were actually um, in the sun outside so um, I left and went and found myself a bench and and quickly sort of logged in so on my mobile to um, to um, shoot off some emails and and um, some message backs from the connections that um, I had made through LinkedIn so after lunch we were uh, is Graham Holmes and I'll mention about Graham Holmes because um, I thought he was actually he was what he had to offer, he's a financial broker, but a very successful one in, in Australia. But uh, the segment that he had, well, the fact that he actually brought along um, couples from Australia that went through his system and were able to uh, get themselves out of that stressful situation of um, finding out, you know, when you're going through, it's like, oh, how can you pay the mortgage? And, you know, you've got your bills, you've got your credit cards. Um, and just that stressful situation of couples or families and how they overcame that um, quite significantly with um, the way that they, what they were actually saying. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. So catch me on the Graham Holmes from the Infinity Group segment. Graham Home is, uh, according to this little bio in the program, is Australia's original money mentor. Hmm. Educating and coaching families how they can reduce debt rapidly and grow their existing asset base to new heights. Okay, uh, Graham's very laid back uh, presenter. He... The segment that I really liked what he did yesterday uh, was uh, when we brought on the two couples and they were everyday Australians basically that um, you could relate to, they 
I mean, they had a mortgage, they're a family, and uh, and their main dilemma is obviously just trying to meet their bills and and just try to get ahead, you know, and not just working to actually make the bills and have some kind of lifestyle and freedom from it. So it was interesting actually listening to to them and their stories, and they were ans- answering questions from Graham. Who, uh, who did his bit at the beginning, first of all, to sort of say where he was from and the, the credibility and what they've been able to um, do in helping families. So I could relate because one, yes, I've got a family. Two, I have a mortgage. Uh, three, well, I have a business. So um, I, my business is my investment and, and that is my vehicle to actually uh, getting... Um, moving towards what I'm actually after in terms of my goals. But uh, there were a couple of things from Graham's presentation that I quite like in his offer that he presented to the audience. Um, And the two that really stood out for me was the uh, reduced interest rate, always good when you've got a mortgage, um, that he was able to offer. And I could... I, I can recall, I think, seeing a letter come from my existing um, uh, mortgage company and they were telling me about reduced rates and, and our rate is basically a variable one. So when he mentioned his percentage, I'm not quite sure whether I should say it because just in case it's like, I mean, obviously it's going to change uh, depending on the thing, but it was at least about um, a full percent and maybe a bit uh, less than my current arrangement and based on the size of our mortgage when I talked to, to my partner about it later it was like wow that's a substantial saving that we could actually make um, in there so we may actually investigate that um, again we should but that was the first um, uh, point that I that struck me when um, during his particular uh, presentation. The second part was to do obviously as a business owner when he was saying about how they would actually be I think some kind of backing lender uh, although I'd, I'm not really the only actual uh, full disclosure the only um, lending arrangement I have is uh, just my credit card uh, where I'm actually paying that. Everything else is um, I don't have any other debts apart from this credit card and, of course, my mortgage. Um, but that's a personal side of things. So um, the business has just basically just been funded by one credit card and um, and I'm just trying to base all the earnings that I get now is just um, it's paying off that and, and reinvesting back into the business as I actually grow it, um, uh, uh, yeah, as I'm growing it. So... Um, those two bits, the reduced interest rate and the fact that they could actually be a backup lender or sympathetic, uh, empathetic to business owners who are actually trying to start and the fact that they are treated differently by most major lenders when it comes to like a small business and you don't have really much of a financial history behind you and it's just being able to um, get the funding if you require it um, for your product or your service if you're actually launch, launching so um, that's the two bits that actually came to mind and the second part obviously was when he had the couples 
on stage and they were talking about where they were and how they were able to, um, through his system, go beyond the fact that they were able to reduce. And what really struck was one of the examples of a 19-year mortgage going down, right down to two and a half years. It was like, wow, that is really substantial and that's a great deal of savings. But they're able to reinvest now and, and build a portfolio of assets, of other properties, which was basically then helping them reduce that time even further on their main mortgage. So, yeah, um, obviously very worthwhile. So he's Graham Home, uh, co-founder of Infinity Group, uh, which I think, yes, they were awarded the 2019 Finance Broker of the Year. So there's... Um, yeah, obviously some success, so well worth actually uh, investigating further. So that's Graham. Um, so he was the first one after lunch, and the and I'm just going through my notes now. Who did we have? Oh, we had the oh we had the amazing um, Elena Cardone, and because I follow um, Grant quite avidly and um, Elena as well. Yeah, she came on stage to talk about how to grow an empire. So, Elena, next. Elena Cardone. Uh, now, I um, became familiar with Elena, obviously, through Grant Cardone. And Elena is Grant's wife uh, for about 16 years, I think that's what she said. Um so there's a great backstory. She has a great story of um, obviously of her own and and how she um, built her career. I mean her upbringing in Louisiana and then her move to Hollywood and her career as an actress and a model of TV and film. Um, she's a best-selling author now. So um, I think her book is actually called. Um, growing an empire I think I'm sorry um, but you can actually find her anyway so um, that's Elena and that's the first time well that's the second time because I saw Elena actually speak in Vegas at GrowthCon 2 in 2018 but um, and she was great then um, she was really very personable yesterday uh, she had a sort of a chat format with um, Jules Lund who was um uh, basically giving her some, uh, asking some questions and uh, and Elena was answering them. So I thought, um, oh no, I, I really enjoyed um, what Elena had to say. Um, and she actually looked great as well. I mean, the she wore a design outfit by, I think it was a, a young Australian um, designer who fitted her out. I saw it on her Instagram story the day before. And um, that was a great shirt and um, and pants uh, suit. I think there was a jacket, but she didn't wear the jacket. So anyway, she looked great. And uh, what she had to say, there was some very, um, you know, some great bits about it. And obviously um, she's sharing her life because she's growing. She, I mean, obviously it's her life, but it wasn't said in a way of, um, you know, like a, a story or things like that because... Uh, she was just giving her insights, her background of how it is um, for her, what, how it was and, and how her life is actually, 
how she's living her life at the moment and and what it's like to be with Grant and, and the goals that they have and going through it. But um, there are a couple of things. One was the, um, you know, if you're growing a business with a partner and um, being on that same page and being able to sort of, you know, um, support each other um, and avoiding... Uh, I think the interesting one was about that avoiding of the uh, avoidance of the conflict, you know, because there obviously there are uh, there will be areas that you want to have some input into, but then it's also ste stepping back to think, well, hang on, there are certain areas that are strengths of my partner that um, that I should actually support because that person um, has those skills and has those strengths in that particular area to actually do great and they'll even do better if you have actually if you can support them and actually doing that and, and helping them sort of grow because then enables you to actually grow yourself so um, yeah it was it's a great perspective and and one that I also actually consider you know obviously it, it makes sense um, to when you're building a business uh, you've got a family and you do have a partner and it's just it's not a matter of like just giving a certain percentage of your time it's being able to just work together all the time you know with your um, personally and professionally so um, they're they're on the same page Elena and Grant and and their children are great um, so yeah no empire builder so that was a I, I enjoyed it anyway Okay, so that was Elena, and Elena um, was before uh, Kerwin Ray, and I'll talk about Kerwin because I've never seen Kerwin before, so that was interesting to actually um, uh, see what he had to actually say. All right, that's coming up. I'm going to read a little bit about uh, from the bio of Kerwin Ray um, for those who uh, are like me and and uh, didn't know who he was or who he is. Sorry, um, it's got here entrepreneur, investor, and international speaker. Yeah, he yeah definitely all three of those. Uh, he's Australian, so he's a leading business strategist. And he helps business owners succeed for, well, he's, he's helped them for almost two decades. So he's got the track record. Uh, he currently consults in 11 countries and with over 150 different industries. And taught over 100,000 people in the world for his seminars and workshops. So very credible. Now, um, like I said, he when he came on stage, I hadn't actually, I didn't, I've never seen him before, um, but he attributed a lot of his success and the the fact that his business that he had been um, growing to a certain level using social media platforms, but it basically exploded when he when he did some um, pivots or some changes to it based on a, a uh, presentation that he saw or conversation that happened from with Gary V, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk um, and to some great success and I think the way that Gary I think there was a little video uh, where Gary V basically said he says a lot in, I mean Gary shares a lot 
and he's open to actually sharing a lot um, that people can actually learn uh, about and everything but very few actually take what he says and uses it in their own business and um, Kerwin was one of these that actually used used um, a few things from what Gary said and basically exploded his business so let me just go now to what, what were my notes that I took from Kerwin um, <clears throat> oh okay so I think <clears throat> excuse me so the bit that I've got actually here of if you're able to scale your business then that scale equals freedom um, so he talks about a little bit about automation and scaling of your business thanks so um, that makes sense I mean I'm actually trying to do that myself where um, you're either going to scale your business because you're bringing on people to actually um, fulfill parts of your process of your you know your business and and getting them in there so that you can actually focus in on um, on other things uh, to actually grow your business um, but then I'm actually also looking at a combination of where uh, technology can actually help out too in um, automating those repetitive parts of my business um, and being able to actually have the the people focus in on doing the real strong the communication and the engagement side building the relationship part of the business so totally could understand what he meant by scale equals freedom and automation having combination of the automation and the and scaling or to help with scaling um, he talked about utility marketing I've never heard of the term but I do understand what he meant by um, uh, I think he did the one with the old media and then the new media uh, and the focus in on how you communicate and build awareness of yourself um, and for example there's a lot of ways that we can actually um, share our message um, for instance if you're listening to this it's a podcast whereas um, a lot of people may actually do it via video or write about it in a blog article uh, so he mentioned video in particular which I agree and I will actually get to this get to that where um, I'll start producing out a lot more of a, a live video format that I could then take in that format and uh, repurpose it uh, into a blog from the transcript of the actual um, video session and then take the recording and put it as a podcast and have the video showing up on your main on the on the main platforms of Facebook and um, well Instagram, and LinkedIn, and YouTube. So definitely, um, uh, I've heard what he's actually said before, and it's definitely where I see that um, it could make a big difference to my business, and I would say a lot of businesses out there. So he um, focused in on the video. Um, also the fact that um, it's not just producing video but it's the content of what you're actually producing and is it really helping enough people enough people that they actually like what they see and then they will share what they see so um, I've got a statistic here if you're five times likely to buy something when they share it your content 
Um, so that's a great stat. Um, videos, you're sharing things via videos, your images, quote cards. That's another way of repurposing it where you just take the key points of your uh, live video session and um, transcribe it, put it in as a, a caption, a quote that you wrote, uh, that you said in your um, in your live session. And oh, it, even um, I think I've got down here where uh, the Mayfair filter. I'm not quite sure where that is. I think it's been um, because I actually quite like I've I very I mean apart from sort of re-edit re. -edit, re um, recording sessions if it I feel like I'm actually rambling and I do apologize if that if I am actually rambling but um I I can understand where it's like yeah if you can just be just put it out there in your original format it's real people understand people can relate to it um, without any filters then that would have more of a um uh, a reach and more of a connection but um, I think he said if you were going to put a filter on something then use the Mayfair filter I can't even remember what platform that actually relates to but anyway um, just having a look at what else I wrote um, oh I think he just talked about the the methods of how you would go about uh, creating your content uh, searching for active hashtags that are relevant to your market that you're serving yeah, we're definitely talking about Instagram here, I think, because uh, if you search and get um, maybe 30 to 50 of your active hashtags that are relevant to your market that you're serving, then then uh, always good to know because people search according to that particular um, uh, thing that they're after and uh, it'll be like a hashtag. But you add only five of those hashtags and I'm actually because I've heard it before that you used to that you should actually add about up to 30 hashtags at the end of a message um, just so that you can find that right mix of the hashtag that to get the audience that you're actually after but he recommended five um, which is probably good it's actually good you know um, so add five hashtags at the bottom of your caption uh, make sure that your copy, which is the words that you write, um, are, are strong and they're emotional and provide gives you a greater context about what your content is about. Uh, spend five minutes engaging on other relevant posts. Yeah, that's actually key. I've, I've read it before and I've heard it before and it's something that I need to work towards where um, I'm guilty of just putting content out there and I'm not really engaging or commenting or actually looking at other people's posts so all of all we've got is like a lot of posts out there and very few comments or shares about how we're actually responding to the post so he's recommending you know at least spend five minutes engaging on other relevant posts um prior to you actually publishing your post because then that attracts attention because obviously there are notifications that you can get um, you know notifications saying hey somebody actually liked your post and you, and it's natural for you to go oh I wonder who liked my post um, or who commented and then you check out their profile and if the, that profile is 
uh, somebody that's like, okay, they're fairly like-minded, you know, they look um, genuine, then you tend to follow them as well. So it does um, have that ripple effect. Um, so it does make sense to just engage so that you can get yourself, um, you know, more known out there. And it also helps you because you're not really uh, stuck trying to create a post to get engagement, but you're engaging first of all because you like what you saw, like what you read. So it makes sense to, um, you know, to actually comment or reply about it. So I want to get out of that that uh, thing where I'm just clicking like and actually saying a few things and what I actually took from what they said, from what they uh, posted. Um, what else has he got here? So he gave specifics but he was very upfront because he he said it was going to be a 90 minute um presentation so that in itself is actually um setting expectations that i'm going to be talking here folks for uh 90 minutes and in that 90 minutes you're going to get exactly the playbook step by step of what what um you know i I would recommend or I am paid a lot of money elsewhere by other clients to actually um, advise them on. And you're going to get this for obviously it's a, a lesser price um, based on your ticket. But he laid it out there that, that this is what he was going to do for that 90 minutes. And he did, you know. So I've got quite a few sort of detailed notes about what he wrote. Um, and in the end... I mean, he had, a, he had a great offer as well because he does sessions. I think only, he only does three three sessions, workshops that he opens up and then it's a year. Um, and they're three-day programs. Um, and they're quite intensive in those three days. But he did um, ask the audience, you know, to stand up if they felt if they were interested. I think he, he, got, he got people to stand up if they, were, if they wanted it for free. Um, after he actually said how much it actually cost and of course you know it's free I mean I stood up for the free it's like well yeah I mean there's no catch in that so he's basically saying free then of course it was like you know really calling on that commitment um, if it's not free but it's actually but price is the hurdle but it was made affordable to you are you still standing up <laughs> you know, thing, and obviously it was like, okay, I'm not quite sure whether I'm at that stage, you know, that whole, that those mental arithmetics that happen in your head about, oh, I'm not, don't think so, and all that stuff, so um, it was a good little process that he was going through to actually really qualify it out, and uh, I, I would say um, sort of a, you know, a sizable number of people went to the tables and, um, and signed themselves up and purchased uh, his program, so it was good. I quite like that. So that was Kerwin Ray. And um, and yeah, so he got off stage. But obviously, but um, like what I said before, he blew up his business based on um, what Gary Vaynerchuk said to him um, when he attended one of Gary V's um, uh, presentations or wherever Gary was. Uh, so... He was like the natural warm-up to Gary V, um, who is my next and my last segment because he was the last speaker of the day. Quite recently, 
probably over the last uh, month or so, I've been, I mean, I've been following um, Gary V probably uh, a number of months prior, but not really um, listening to um, many of his sort of shows until recently I started listening um, daily to um, whether it was a, a YouTube video or a presentation he was doing in front of a, um, a company or on a one-on-one basis that he was doing with some influencers or some people who are from other sectors who have, are very successful and well-known um, to just, you know, everyday what he's up to and where, and where he happens to be. And it was interesting leading up to this um, session because I do follow Grant and I, I um, and on his Insta stories he basically had where he was actually travelling. So he mentioned obviously he was in Tokyo and then he was mentioned and then he arrived in Sydney and so we could see the lead up um, of Grant and Elena. Uh, but when I followed uh, Gary V during that same time right up till yesterday, uh, there was no real mention from what I could see of him being in Sydney <laughs> at all. He was just still doing his, I think he was at a, a card uh, show, card trade show or something like that. Um, and I didn't even know where in America, but he was there. So there was no real mention that he was going to be traveling to Australia. But I guess because he is a global traveler anyway, that there's no real, uh, you know, it probably doesn't mean anything to say that he's actually going to be now flying over to Sydney. Um, but he was there. So he was the last speaker. Um, if I could actually just say one thing, Jules Lund, um, really, the other acts are not really warm-up acts for Gary V. I mean, all of them uh, um, have achieved a certain level, which is just um, incredible and significant for any um, business owner or any um, uh, individual person wanting to aspire to actually to do what they do or learn from what they learn. So um, I don't consider them like warm-up acts. So that's my only comment, Jules Lund. Anyway, back to Gary. So Gary had a very relaxed um, approach. I think I've seen him do this before, you know. Um, they've shown videos where he's cursing away and everything else, but um, I think I've seen him also when he's kind of a laid back, uh, quiet, but more. But he's, uh, what he has to say still, you know, was uh, resonates um, uh, with people, with most people. So there are a lot of excited people in the audience and his session was uh, in two parts. One was obviously he was sharing his story and then he was sharing um, uh, things that you could actually take on board about where he sees uh, the the media platforms and the whole branding side of things to be in. And, and I did take, I took a few notes, but not many. I remember recording um, quite a few segments from the session, but it was mainly to do with the second part when uh, they were they had an open mic on both sides of the um, the auditorium, and people were welcome to actually come up on. And there was long lines queuing up, and they would ask their question. You know, most of them asking one some of them sneaking in a second one um, of Gary and then Gary would actually respond. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, in the part one bit, my notes, if I look at it, he was he mentioned a few specific things about um, where uh, what people should actually note if they're in business or what they should be doing more of. And the first one is podcast um, and podcasting more, which just encourages me to keep podcasting. Um, because a lot of people these days, very similar to how they absorb content or for entertainment, uh, it's on demand. It's when they um, when they can, then and if the if they can see what's available and it's of interest, they'll check it out. And um, I've always thought that yeah, you're right because radio you can't really control what the message is, but through a podcast you can you know filter and find those people in that particular. Um, sector, that industry or you know that profession and you're thinking yeah I would actually be interested to know a little bit more maybe I can learn something from here and um, and they put on a podcast or follow a podcast so uh, Gary was basically saying you know get get a podcast out and start um, you know inviting guests that's probably the, the key part too which I'm going to actually look at um, doing more of and inviting guests and they're not necessarily going to be you know um, successful entrepreneurs and everything else but you know everyday people that that are um, are grinding it out uh, rolling up their sleeves they want to do more um, and they've got aspirations and there are things that you can actually learn about what they're doing too so I'm going to uh, start getting more involved in actually um, um, talking with other people <laughs> on the podcast um the platform that he and i've heard him actually say this and i've and i'm focused now on actually doing it myself linkedin it's a underrated basically platform at, at this stage i mean it does have how many users does it have so 500 million oh I don't know you can google that but there's a lot but if you're in the b2b space and hello that's the space i'm in then that's the, that's the platform that you should be on and that's the platform that you should be bringing value to uh, from what you know from what you can share and then building up the connections um via linkedin and i have to say personally when i'm on my profile in LinkedIn I'm now developing it I mean I was on and off I put my resume I think on LinkedIn but then I just ignored it because I I don't know I, I think I just treated it like okay well you just have your uh, you know your resume up there and uh, it's not really a form of engagement and things but um, I recently got back into it and I noticed that I actually had six followers <laughs> I'm not quite sure what they were following but anyway um six from there and just over the last uh week uh it's grown to about and it's active though i'm you know i'm actively actually engaging and i've sent out invitations now to connect with certain sector, sectors that are that are of interest that i want to actually work more closely with um and i think on the last count it was about a hundred and 15 uh, connections on there so it's steady at the same time he basically said uh, this is another Gary V produce more content and I did and it was a um, I think it was a conversation that he had with it's a conversation presentation that he had with Ericsson 
and he made he gave them a metric of you know uh, producing at least fifteen um, uh, types of content, posting it daily, you know, um, to their company because they were I think they were only doing like two or three, and a lot of people just do well. A lot of people do none, um, but or one. And um, so it's just being able to just produce more content out there so that um, you're building up that awareness, you're building up your brand, people get to know who you are, what you do, and um, how you can help them. And you're also sharing how you can actually help them as well. So I, um, I do have a, um, a couple of support people that I hired to help me just in um, finding content that is relevant to the markets that I want to actually um, um, help out in or the markets that are, are the ones that I, I actually is, um, provide services to. So um, I'm putting out posts, but at the same time, I'm very conscious that I need to also engage. And this is, um, you know, what Gary Vee said. He'll produce the content, but then he also reads all the comments and the replies and he'll and he'll reply himself on those ones. So it's not just a one part of just posting for posting's sake. And uh, this is like a work in progress for me. Um, the other one, what he said, I've got influencer marketing. So if you're selling products online, learn to be deeply engaged with audiences. This builds up trust from audience. Okay, well, yeah, it's focus more. It's focusing again on engagements, you know, rather than the number of followers that you have. And um, I'm quite pleased with my 115, and I'm I'm sure it's going to increase more because I'm I'm still connecting and still putting it out there, and people are checking my profile and they're thinking, yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind actually connecting with Bernie. And I'm I am getting a lot of messages too, and a couple of them coming back saying yes, they want to actually do some opportunities, perhaps with somebody that's actually in um, this part of the world, and um, and then it's just having you know one-on-one uh, -on -one chats and, and talking with people. So um, uh, I can definitely see that there is a benefit uh, to, you know, just getting the word out, asking to be connected and then um, engaging. Now, the last... Now, yeah, I seem to have a question right at the end of um, my notes for the Gary V part and it's basically why... Why do I bring them value? And I guess that's the answer that you need to, to think about. Is like, apart from the who am I serving, what is it that I can do that brings them value? And that should be the content that you produce out um, when you're posting things. Okay, so that was the first part. That's the notes that I took from the first part. So um, it was great. That was the first time I've seen Gary. The um, live and um, there with his beanie and I was kind of hoping that I was kind of wishing that I had a beanie as well because you know obviously it was still cold there but um, I think the coldness actually made you more alert as well of what's actually going on because you just couldn't doze off <laughs> when it was warmer um, and the second part had there were some great questions uh, by that was fielded to Gary and um and gary didn't sugarcoat anything 
you know, he basically just answered it the way that he um, he he understood the answer to be and what he wanted the I mean what he um how he would actually respond you know not like how somebody else would like you to respond so genuine truthful and a lot of people uh, were respectful I mean I think the people who actually asked the questions found it um enlightening in terms of like yes you know they somehow felt like they knew the answer but for Gary to actually be very specific and direct it was like yeah that's right you know <laughs> so um it was for somebody who was just like me that was watching it I, I didn't ask a question but I was just watching the interaction and the um interested in the question and interested in the responses um I got a lot of out I got a lot out of it so um yeah so all in all uh, I'll just um, use Gary's section to just summarise the whole, you know, previous ones. Um, I enjoyed it. I know it was the 25th year, I think, that this particular organisation, Success Resources, um, has been operating. Uh, it's the first time I'm actually aware of them. And um, I'm just sort of like looking now at the particular brochure. I think they there was a, a component that was... Um, a very important part of the entire day was the fact that um, a dollar of every of the cost of every a ticket. I mean, if you spent a hundred dollars on your ticket, a dollar or two dollars of that went to the organisations, the non-profits, these support organisations. And I'm just going through because to find out. Um, I did pay attention. Oh, yeah, because they do have a website, which I'm going to put out here. It's srgiveback.com. And I think it's all uh, to do with uh, mental health programs. It's supporting people experiencing mental health challenges. So they did have some great auctions um, along the way. And, um, and I think a few, probably they wanted a bit more <clears throat> people that were actually there um, supporting that um, that case, but you know it's just a case of just people being aware and um, and keeping at it. So um, it was a, I consider it's actually a good cause, and um, it was great to, that I was able to contribute at least you know a tiny part of the payment that I made to go see Grant and then go see all the rest. Um, of the entrepreneurs, the successful entrepreneurs there. So um, all in all, great day, great day. So um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and until next time, take care.